Okay, so let's talk about adaptogens and tonic herbs, my pretty much my favorite category of herbs actually, because these are herbs that we can take as healthy people for prevention, but we can also help with a lot of these modern day problems that we have, let's say stress and fatigue and yeah, all kinds of things that I guess resonate with many of you. So adaptogens yeah, have a wide range of applications. They're very safe, very non-toxic. They have a lot of benefits. They are mostly anti-inflammatory, support the immune system, help us regulate stress, help with fatigue. They can give us more energy. They can improve our mental function. I mean, the list is really long. And yeah, they're pretty safe to take, very effective. There's, of course, we have a lot of actual um, yeah, experience with these herbs through traditional systems of herbalism like Chinese medicine, Ayurveda. They have always used these tonifying herbs. They call them differently. Yeah, so the term adaptogen is more a modern term. And But in Chinese medicine, you know, you could say those are the tonics, the kidney yang tonics, herbs that support the qi, the jing. This is how Chinese medicine would talk about them. Then we have Ayurveda uh, has these categories of rasayanas, which are anti-aging herbs. And this is also a function of these adaptogens that they are anti-aging or let's say better aging, <laughs> that they are antioxidant and yeah, help support these processes in the body that we don't age too fast also. So yeah, all these systems have this broad range yeah, many, many years, um, thousands of years of experience with, the, with these tonifying, strengthening herbs. And now we got the science coming in. So that's also exciting, <laughs> especially if science is confirming, of course, this uh, huge body of knowledge that we have through the traditional methods and traditional use of these herbs. So yeah, it's fascinating. Now we're learning more and more how these herbs actually work, what they actually do. We have actually studies proving all these things, that it improves immune function and memory, cognition, stress response and all this. So yeah, I think it's really exciting. And yeah, let's dig into the weeds. Okay, so adaptogen is still our topic in the live classes. If you want to join the last class, we talked about uh, Shizandra, Rhodiola and Cordyceps. And next class going to be end of October, but it doesn't matter when you listen to this podcast, there will be monthly classes. So you can sign up through the link, through the Kofi membership. Yeah, this is the middle tier, the herb student tier, and you get access to one live class a month, plus all the other weekly uh, smaller classes and videos. So you can check out that. And of course, I would especially wish that you can come to the live classes where we can actually talk and interact and you can ask me your questions. So last time it was really, really nice. We had a nice group of listeners here of the podcast and also local people here. We were yeah, people from all over the world, actually, <laughs> sitting together in class. And uh, yeah, in the beginning, I give a small presentation and yeah, we look at some herbs or a, a specific health topic. So at the moment, it's adaptogens and next time uh, brain tonics. Uh, which includes anything from, you know, herbs that are good for um, anything from anxiety to ADHD or brain fog memory, anything that concerns the brain. 
uh, and also mainly tonifying herbs in this category of tonic herbs, let's say. And then we go through some other adaptogens in the following classes. I hope that I soon even can give like two classes a month. So if more people sign up, we're going to switch to two classes a month pretty soon, I think. And yeah, it was really nice. And in the end, we had a full half hour of discussion with super interesting questions. I mean, many of you, yeah, we had all different levels of experience, but all of you are so interested in herbs and bring their own questions and their critical thinking to the table. And yeah, it's I think it's such, just such an enriching environment to sit in an actual live class together in this online world. But, you know, it's not just you're watching a recorded class and you're being left alone with your thoughts and questions, but you can actually... In the end, ask the teacher and get some feedback and get your questions directly answered. So I think this is really a nice format. I enjoy this a lot. I'm really glad that I can do this from the home, like doing this podcast and reaching all of you and getting some feedback. So uh, yeah, that's wonderful. So check out the link if you want to join the classes. That would be really great. And then we dive deeper into the adaptogens and other health topics and learn how to actually use the herbs. So the classes are pretty much very focused on, I think the, the podcast has this theme also, you know, I really want to empower you to actually feel safe in the use of the herbs, that you really feel empowered to use the herbs at a right dose, at an effective dosage for the correct application, of course, and to really get a change and an effect for your health and well-being. Yeah, I think we do not have to live with anxiety and fatigue and headaches and migraines and um, menstrual problems and PMS and all this. We do not have to live with all of this. There are solutions. We have the herbs as our helpers and we have to also keep this knowledge alive. Yeah, so I mean, you're not only doing something for yourself, you're actually, you know, preserving the knowledge, understanding the knowledge and possibly telling others about it, helping your loved ones and family with it. So I think, yeah, it's also important to keep this knowledge alive and to actually use it so that we don't uh, yeah, lose the knowledge. So, okay, so you can sign up for the classes. What we talked about last class were a few of these adaptogens and also just as an overview. So I use these both terms. Uh, they are not exactly the same adaptogens and tonic herbs. They are overlapping concepts, let's say. Yeah, I already said like, you know, in Chinese medicine, it's more the tonics or kidney yang tonic would be the closest to an adaptogen things that strengthen herbs that strengthen the chi, the life energy, um, yeah, that can, you know, that give the body, yeah, they kind of, and they are not depleting, but they give us things, yeah, so they, they give us the strength and the stamina and the resistance, yeah, so they add to our well-being, yeah, whereas, you know, we have other herbs that we just use to symptomatically treat something, you know, I mean, you can take some poppy seed tea for pain, you treated the pain, yeah, or some willow bark tea, yeah, so, or you take some nutmeg for sleep, yeah, and these herbs, they might have other benefits, yeah, I mean, definitely poppy seed has also very beneficial uh, oils, and uh, fats and you know nutmeg has uh, lots of antioxidants you know they have also sometimes mm, some other benefit which is nice uh, but you are pretty much using them in this symptomatic way like you would a pharmaceutical yeah you treat something yeah you want that your nose stops running when you have a cold you take an herb that is astringent and dries up all the mucus for example yeah or you want to get rid of all the the phlegm in your chest you take um an herb that uh yeah is um uh, stopping the cough or whatever yeah so this is one thing of herbalism and i think it's great and we need to have these 
these herbs and these methods and have to learn how to safely use them if we really feel bad, if we have to treat pain or other things just symptomatically, that's totally fine. You know, we want to ease the suffering of humanity. Yeah, that's is totally a correct reason to do this. But we shouldn't stop there, of course. Yeah, we have to also look at the underlying issue and root cause. Yeah, so what is causing our fatigue? Of course, we can drink a coffee, you know, and then we just work and function and we think all is good. But in the end, this is just going to deplete us more. Yeah? So just using a symptomatic treatment for too long is not going to resolve really the underlying issue. Yeah? This doesn't mean we should only take it short term. Yeah? I mean, of course, many people are drinking coffee on a daily basis and managing their fatigue that way. And, uh, you know, it's fine. I'm not telling you know, people to stop that necessarily. But you add other things in to also treat the root cause. Yeah? And then maybe at some point you even need less coffee or don't need the coffee anymore. Yeah, this would be the ultimate test, yeah, if it worked. But um, it's less about either or, yeah, it's more about also doing something to address the root cause, yeah. And this is where these tonifying herbs and adaptogens come in, yeah. So just to, I mean, I have talked about many of these herbs. I talk all the time about ashwagandha on this podcast, which is really one of my favorite adaptogens. And Ayurveda doesn't have the term adaptogen, yeah. In, for, for, in Ayurveda, this is just, yeah, a tonifying herb, Um but a very important herb. And um, so um, ashwagandha would be an example. I have probably mentioned rhodiola and shisandra berry and many of the medicinal mushrooms. Eleuthero is a very big one, also one that is very studied uh, with scientific research. So we have a lot of info available also about these herbs, the typical herbs. There is a lot more, you know, we have from Chinese medicine, Hoshuvu and Codonopsis that you might have not heard about. But, you know, we have a whole range and we can always look at the person and say, okay, so what is going on? Uh, which adaptogen can we choose? Yeah, there are also tonic herbs you know, that balance more the female hormones or that are more good for anxiety or ones that are more stimulating or less stimulating. So you can actually choose the perfect adaptogen uh, for yourself or I'm choosing them for my clients uh, based on what results I want to get. Yeah, so in general, adaptogens give us resistance to physical, emotional and environmental stress. Yeah, so this could be cold, heat and wind. Yeah, this would be examples for environmental stress. Emotional stress, we know very much what that is. Yeah, this would be states that cause us anxiety or depression. Uh, and physical stress, of course, is our daily work and yeah, exhaustive things that that we do. Yeah, so any stress with any stress from these three categories, adaptogens would help us to deal better with it. Yeah. So all adaptogens are non-toxic. Yeah. These are very safe herbs to take. There is pretty much no overdosing or anything. Um, yeah. You you know you could get a bit too stimulated. You know if you take a very high dose of eleuthero or ginseng, you would be for a couple of hours maybe a bit too um, stimulated. But that's fine. That's all that happens. It's going to wind off after a few hours, you know, so uh, there's no damage done. And this is how you find out your dose. You know, actually, I recommend my clients. I say, OK, you know, so here is the eleuthero, whatever. Maybe it's uh, the herb in, in a capsule or you make a tea or an extract, whatever it is. You take one capsule the first day or half a teaspoon of the herb or the tea or whatever. And you take a bit more the next day and you take a bit more the third day and so on. So you increase your dose day by day up to the point where you actually feel, oh, wow, it's almost a bit too much now. Yeah, I have plenty of energy now and I almost feel a bit hyper and a bit too stimulated. And that's when you back off. Yeah, that's when you say, OK, then it's a capsule less. Yeah, so then maybe I need to take three capsules after breakfast and three capsules with lunch 
And that's my perfect dose. Yeah, this is actually how you find out the dose with some of them that actually show you immediate, pretty much immediate results. Yeah, so the rhodiola, the eleuthero, the ginseng, uh, you can pretty much feel right away. And with, for example, the um, ashwagandha or the shizandra or all the medicinal mushrooms, you would, yeah, some of the mushrooms you can also feel right away. The stimulating effect, black cordyceps or lion's mane, shaga. Uh, with reishi, you wouldn't feel much of a stimulating effect. This is more like a long-term tonifying effect. Yeah, So some of them you would ha actually have to take for a while, let's say. Ashwagandha, I have the feeling after two to three weeks it kicks in so that people feel something. And if they feel only a little bit, you know, then we up the dose, yeah. So up, yeah, up to the point where we actually get the results we want, for example, to treat anxiety, yeah, which Ashwagandha is really good for. Uh, so it gives you more strength and stamina and resistance and energy and it calms your anxiety. I mean, this is just the perfect combination and this is what many of these adaptogens actually do. So I think they are pretty much the perfect remedy for our modern life, yeah, for our yeah, stress and anxiety on all these issues, even insomnia and, and other things, or even, you know, our immunity, our hormonal regulation. So all of these things, adaptogens can have a very positive influence in the body. So they pretty much restore the normal physiologic function, yeah, that has been altered by stress, yeah. So stress is something that comes at the body and, you know, it makes things worse in the body. We have to oh, kind of get back to balance and adaptogens help us level out this curve of, you know, this huge cortisol spike and then this huge dip and fatigue after the stressor, yeah? So, I mean, if you were just running away from a tiger, you are fatigued after that, no? I mean, you were pumping out all these cortisol and um, epinephrine and all these stress hormones that make you able to run and to fight the tiger or whatever, yeah? Or to, you know, have a discussion with your boss or your spouse or whatever. So, um, and then you enter into this state of depletion and fatigue. So we are pretty much, many of us adults are pretty much constantly in this cycle, yeah, between too much cortisol and we can't sleep and, you know, we have high uh, stress hormone levels in our body at the wrong time of the day, for example, high at night and low during the day and, yeah, all these, these problems. And this is where the adaptogens actually help us regulate this physiological function and to get back to the homeostasis yeah our body always looks for the equilibrium for the homeostasis yeah and this also means you know that adaptogens they work in both directions yeah we call this amphoteric yeah so for example they some adaptogens can lower blood pressure but not if you already have low blood pressure, yeah, then they would maybe actually increase your blood pressure a little bit, yeah, so it works both ways, yeah, if somebody's really tired and really depleted and you take an adaptogen and you have low blood pressure, it can actually help you stabilize and actually raise that blood pressure. But if somebody has so much inflammation in the arteries building up and um, all the plaque and, you know, going in this direction of heart disease and whatever, and they have high blood pressure, then an adaptogen would lower the blood pressure. This is important to know because, you know, if you read the studies and then it says, oh, this herb is known for lowering the blood pressure. And then you think, oh, I have low blood pressure, so maybe I shouldn't take it. No, that's wrong. Yeah, because the herb works in this more intelligent way. Yeah, it's not a symptomatic treatment for lowering the blood pressure you know i mean we give people these pharmaceuticals that are yeah that are pretty much just diuretics or have like a very simple uh, effect in the body uh, to lower the blood pressure you know you give somebody diuretic their blood pressure automatically lowers yeah 
Um, but this is not the way adaptogens lower the blood pressure by such a simple mechanism. Yeah, it's actually a very complex mechanism that actually works on your hormonal on the hormonal communication in the body. Yeah, so adaptogens are regulating or re-regulating yeah, after the assault of stress two major symptoms in the body. Yeah, this is the HPA axis we call it. Yeah, this is the hypothalamic pituitary adrenal axis. Yeah, this is HPA. And this is pretty much what controls all our endocrine function, yeah, all the hormonal function and the nervous system and some of our immune function. Yeah, this is why the adaptogens are effective in all these areas and bring us benefits. Yeah. And our sympathoadrenal system, yeah, this is basically the flight or fight fight or flight response. Yeah. So this is the actual stress response that we have if we kick into stress and you know all our stress hormones go, go up and then this state of regaining the balance where the adaptogens help us to actually adapt and regain the state of balance and then also uh, avoiding this big drop into fatigue and depletion yeah that usually happens after the stress especially after repeated stress so this is how adaptogens work i think it's important to understand yeah because you know you might think oh you know if i mean i have a coffee and then i have all energy i need but yeah so called central nervous system stimulators yeah like coffee work completely different yeah so coffee or any stimulating herb uh you know it could be black tea green tea guarana cola nut yeah we have many of these um uh yopon i mean there's many herbs that contain coffee um, chocolate even yeah cacao raw cacao especially so uh, have these stimulating herbs uh, stimulating substances that just you know give our body the impression hey yeah we have still energy we're not tired yeah it's actually um it works through a mechanism it's basically switching out a, a substance a messenger molecule that makes us feel tired yeah so it's basically tricking us into believing that we are not tired we are not actually not tired yeah we are just as exhausted as before but we do not perceive it in that way so this is how Uh, yeah, the coffee or whatever gives us the sensation that we have all the energy and mental energy to do all these things. But there is a certain energy depletion of this. Yeah, so if you just drink your coffee every day to or after lunch to get through the day, you slowly over time deplete your energy. Yeah, and with adaptogens, this does not happen. Yeah, adaptogens actually. They add to the body, they nourish the body, they build us up, they actually have a process of really giving us more resistance to stress. So there is no depletion, there is actually the opposite happening. Yeah. So, um, yeah, uh, it also, you know, adaptogens really help us with the recovery process. Yeah, for example, if you did something really stressful or even, you know, this could be traveling, it could be actual physical work, anything that stresses the body on a more physical level. A coffee is not helping you with this recovery period. You know, you are going to crash and you need to sleep and you need to rest and you're going to feel tired. Adaptogens actually help with this recovery process. So you would not feel as exhausted. Or for example, after you run that marathon or after you... I don't know, rowing in the boat over the cold lake in the wind or whatever, you know, really physical stress, be being in the elements and, um, yeah, doing something uh, very stressful. So 
adaptogens would then actually help you to not have such an exhaustive period after that, to not have this extreme fatigue after this uh, physical exercise, let's say. Yeah. Uh, so they also don't have an addiction potential, yeah. And I mean, we know that coffee has this addiction potential, yeah. So that you think you need it every day. This is not the case with adaptogens, for example. Yeah, there's also no adverse effects with adaptogens, or let's say very rare. I mean, you could take a too high dose of ginseng or eleuthero, uh, but you know, rarely this happens. Yeah, normally, yeah, people are very careful and just. Try to increase day by day and find out your perfect dose and not take too much on the first day. So there are pretty much no adverse effects. We know that with coffee we do have adverse effects. It can cause insomnia. You know, it can be too much. It, it can be not good for the body. So yeah, there are many reasons why we should prefer these adaptogens. It doesn't mean, you know, you have to really get off the coffee the first day. I, I don't recommend this. Yeah, so it should be a slow process. So let the adaptogens slowly build you up and improve your health. And you can still have your coffee in the morning, but, you know, maybe you need less and you're not relying entirely on it. Yeah, so basically... Adaptogens are very food-like, some of them, yeah, so some of them, uh, most of them are roots, you know, and they have also this nourishing quality, like especially, for example, ashwagandha is also a very food-like, nourishing, building herb, yeah, they are mostly roots, actually, I mean, in the root, imagine, yeah, they're really, the power of the plant is concentrated, yeah, and of course, the plants, they produce these substances, not for us, you know, <laughs> they produce them for themselves, yeah, so it is actually that, imagine, ashwagandha growing in this extreme heat and dryness in tropical countries, this is a plant that has to survive in these extreme climates, so they have for themselves all these substances that keep them strong and keep them resistant to the stress of the environment yeah to the drought or the heat or the cold you know uh, these plants that's why they don't grow in our temperate climates yeah i mean i live here in europe many of you uh, in the u.s or in other temperate climates so this is where we actually can't really grow the ashwagandha yeah so i know some people are growing it trying to grow it of course that's great you know we can find out if it works or not but we can't be sure if it's if it really works you know the root has to to, to be subject to these extreme weather conditions where the plant originally comes from to actually produce these compounds, yeah, to actually have these actions. Yeah, if we grow them in a temperate climate, we will not get the same results, you know. I mean, this is the difference of, you know, um, sweet bell peppers and hot chilies, you know. It depends on where you grow them, yeah. <clears throat> it's literally... Yeah, in some climate they they are hotter, in other climates they grow sweeter, yeah, if you take the same seeds and over time, you know, the plant adapts to the climate around them, yeah, and the, the, the size of the fruits changes or, you know, the color, the, the, the substances, the, uh, the active constituents of the plants change depending on where they grow in many cases, yeah, not in all cases, but, you know, with these plants specifically because they are so adapted to their environment, they create these substances that strengthen us and our stress response because they have to resist their own stress that they have in their environment. So many of the other, so at Ashwagandha is an example from very hot climate, for example, but then we have rhodiola growing in the Arctic Circle and Eleuthero, the um, Siberian ginseng, <clears throat> also very cold climates. So these plants have to survive in these harsh, uh, cold climates and that's how they help us to do the same. 
So just as a quick recap, yeah, they have very low toxicity, pretty much non-toxic. They are normalizers. Yeah, they work in these both ways. They are broad acting. They are slow acting. Many of them. Yeah. So I mean, you can feel your rhodiola, your ginseng, your eleuthero. Maybe after half an hour, it gives you more energy. But the actual work that these herbs do is long term. Yeah. So there is no need to pause them, uh, or you know, to stop taking them. I think a small dose every day. For this maintenance and for this herb to to actually give you these slow acting benefits is great and then you can always take an extra dose or a higher dose or whatever if you have a day where you are especially fatigued or where you think you know you need an extra boost because you're going through some uh, stressful times but don't stop taking them when you know when you think ah oh, yeah you know now i'm better yeah just keep taking a, lo a low lower dose as a maintenance dose every day to really keep getting these benefits yeah so they are slow acting yeah they're also you know pretty low dose actually i mean of you know ginseng and eleuthero you need a few grams yeah really not that much with ashwagandha i use it often in a higher dose it doesn't mean you know you have to take this high doses of ashwagandha that i'm sometimes talking about i mean i use ashwagandha if i use it for clients you know i have clients that have anxiety and insomnia and really extreme fatigue or other problems so i need higher therapeutic doses to actually get benefits yeah but also with the ashwagandha it could be a teaspoon a day you know just for maintenance and just to keep everything working and to prevent all these problems later on in life yeah it's also good if we take them early in life they are not good for kids so for children you know they can have a bit of hormonal effect and we don't want to to mess with the hormones in in children so we have to wait for puberty, yes, but from the onset of pu puberty pretty much, um, you know, people could just take uh, a, a few grams of ashwagandha, of shatavari, this is how it's used in Ayurveda, yeah, that you take these herbs as a prevention in a low dose early on. But, you know, many of us are, almost, are already a bit deeper into our lives and a bit older, so, and if we have already problems then sure we have to sometimes start with a bit higher dose and then after a while switch to a maintenance dose. Yeah, so great. I think we covered here some interesting things. I mean, if you Google this uh, topic, uh, I just can have to warn you if you're like, oh, so what are these adaptogenic herbs? You know, and you Google adaptogenic herbs, you find all kinds of lists. Uh, it's also because, you know, these concepts are overlapping. As I said, I mean, I also include some tonic herbs. Yeah, for example, go to cola is not an adaptogen because it has a very specific action. It's very much for nerve function. Yeah, it's a nervine from Ayurveda. It is not a broad acting, generally supporting herb, but it's definitely a tonifying herb. And so for me, it fits into this category of tonic herbs. But it's not an adaptogen in the sense that it works on the HPA axis and that it helps with stress. Yeah, So we find many herbs in these lists where I would say, nah, this is not an adaptogen, this is not even a tonic herb maybe. I don't know why this herb is in the list. For example, I always see Tulsi and Tulsi is definitely not at all an adaptogen, not at all even a tonic herb. It is uh, a herb that works on the mind, Yeah, that gives you this, um, yeah, quality of the mind helps with meditation or you may, maybe helps with mood and uplifting but it's basically a, a diaphoretic so holy basil tulsi is a bit misunderstood is definitely not an adaptogen uh, then of course ginseng is the absolute true adaptogen one of the 
important ones in Chinese medicine. Many of the medicinal mushrooms are an, ad are an adaptogen like reishi, cordyceps, uh, rhodiola definitely, shisandra berry, eleuthero. Um, astragalus, for example, is definitely a tonic herb, but maybe not quite an adaptogen. Or maybe, you know, in Chinese medicine, they call it a minor tonic. Yeah, So this is not as strong as ginseng or other tonic herbs in Chinese medicine, but it's a minor tonic. Let's say it's a bit milder. So for example, astragalus we could give to children, and I do this a lot. I use it a lot for immune function in children. Also, it tastes good. You can easily make it into a soup and give to a child. Uh, so, you know, we have things like moringa leaf that show up in lists of no, supposedly being adaptogenic. Moringa is not adaptogenic. I mean, it's a leaf and not a root. So here we already have something that can yeah, give us a bit an idea it's definitely nourishing and maybe even tonifying uh, are definitely very nutritive so it would fall into this category of tonic herbs yeah we could say but not quite you know that it works on our stress response or hpa axis i mean good nutrition is the basis for everything so yes in that sense you know also nettle leaf or whatever other nutritive uh, herbs that give us lots of vitamins and minerals would be great to take and would be tonifying for us but not really you know having this stress response improving the stress response like an adaptogen or helping with fatigue not directly yeah but indirectly through the nutrition of course these herbs are also great to take if if we are fatigued yeah uh, then I even see, you know, here milk thistle in one of these lists online. I mean, milk thistle is also very, it has a nourishing and building quality. It's mainly a liver herb, so it's very good for the liver. So I would say, yeah, no, this is a very specific action. This is not broad acting. This is not an adaptogen that, you know, actually helps with stress or something. But it's definitely an herb that is absolutely fantastic. And I use it all the time with my clients. Uh, good for the liver and good for, you know, modern humans who have, all, yeah, often a liver that suffers a little bit and needs a bit of support and then milk thistle is one of the more kind of has this bit of a nourishing quality to it as a liver herb so I like it a lot but I wouldn't say it's an adaptogen yeah then sometimes we have like dong kwai or shatavari in these lists these are female hormonal regulators yeah so these are also not full true adaptogens I would say because they are not not this they're not unspecific yeah they are more specific yeah for the female hormones so you see you will find all kinds of um definitions that are not quite yeah maca for example is the question is it a true adaptogen is it just a very nutritive tonic tonifying herb definitely is it really an adaptogen i don't know um yeah so there are in brazil for example we have an herb also the root is used called suma so suma would be an adaptogen and you know depending in the continent where you live you can find more easily suma than eleuthero for example so it's always too good to go as local as possible but as i said this is difficult here in our temperate climates because yeah we basically don't have real adaptogens yeah i mean some herbalists would argue the closest we have is maybe nettle seed that has this quality of really being very tonifying and nourishing. I don't, I have never worked with nettle seed, so I can't say much about that. But um, yeah, usually I just use the adaptogens that I know. Okay, you know, ashwagandha is cultivated. There is no danger of extinction in the wild. If I buy ashwagandha powder, you know, most ashwagandha is actually used within India. It's not something that the exportation changes um, that much uh, for there, like socially also, which, for example, maca root I don't use. I've never used because I know there is a lot of trouble for the local families planting this because of exportation and, you know, um, 
yeah, this kind of the plant for export and it should actually stay the nourishing local plant for people who, who live there because it's not, yeah, the system of, you know, selling, marketing, producing it is not quite ready and has several exploitative aspects to it, yeah, socially and um, environmentally. So it's always good to know, you know, where the plants come from. Also with rhodiola, we have this huge problem that rhodiola has is not being cultivated it is only yeah it grows in the wild and it's wild crafted so uh, and it is in danger of extinction so we have a big big problem with rhodiola and that's why i also stay away of recommending it too much uh, because yeah we have to find out how to cultivate this herb somehow sustainably you know we don't want to make the same mistake with uh, that we did as humans with many other herbs you know echinacea is extinct in the wild in the u.s and all these tragic stories of herbs that were over harvested but i know for example you know eleuthero is cultivated um uh, and all the chinese herbs actually you know chinese medicine has a very broad and you know many many hundreds of years thousands of years they have been cultivating their herbs for medicinal use so they have a system set up yeah this is nothing that changed the culture of the place that we buy a little bit of ginseng or whatever or hoshu wu um the herbs are also i know there is many uh, i don't know a bit preconceptions i think about the quality and safety of chinese herbs that they are uh, you know, maybe laced with contaminants. And sure, you know, there's here and there a story of low-quality herbs. This happens on all continents. Yeah, this can happen with herbs grown in the U.S. or herbs grown somewhere else, you know. Uh, and especially if you, you know, sure, you don't go to the Chinese grocery store and buy your um, high, expect to buy high-grade medicinal herbs, yeah. I mean, you can find many interesting, like, food-like herbs in the Chinese grocery store, and I buy them there, and I have a video about it on my Kofi membership also that you can watch. It's very interesting. I love, absolutely love Chinese supermarkets. Uh, but, you know, your high-grade, you know, med Chinese pharmacy, medicinal-grade herbs uh, from China, they have a very high quality. You just have to know the sources where you buy them. Yeah, And they are cultivated. They take good care. The herbs are very important. The herbs are actually part of the conventional health system. Yeah, So they don't have this dichotomy that we have between the medical system and herbalism. Not at all. They use herbs in hospital. Yeah, They use insane amounts of decoctions and herbs and uh, they don't even have a different name for pharmaceuticals and herbs. It's the, both, it's the same classification. Yeah, Herbs go to the same processes uh, before they come on the market than pharmaceuticals there. So it's all a very... Um, yeah, it's it's actually a very sophisticated system that we can look up to and learn a lot from how they treat the herbs in, in China. And of course, you know, as always, there might be problems here and there. And there might be issues like, like everywhere. But in general, yeah, I know Chinese herb sources um, that I can trust. So I use these also often. They have many great tonics and adaptions. So yeah, great. I think that was it for, for today. So I'm also going to post the link to my Telegram group. If you use this app, if you have it already on the phone, please join. I mean, I use Telegram a lot also, you know, to just send messages to friends and family. So for me, this is a very practical app to use. And I created this channel for you to just be in touch and also hear a bit from you. You can comment on the posts, you know, I can 
posts a few pictures. I mean, the podcast is audio only and that's great. But, you know, if you want to see a picture of some of the herbs, I have a post of my Shizandra tea that I made and how I prepared it. And, you know, you can just see a few of the herbs that we talk about here on the podcast. So I will always create a few posts about herbs that I talk about in the podcast, that I talk about in the classes. You will know about the next date for the classes and other things. So basically, yeah, I just post about the herbs that I use every day, that I see outside here in nature, that I harvest or make preparations with, just to keep you a bit in the loop. Because I'm not too active on Instagram. You can also follow me there. But yeah, the real thing is to follow the Telegram channel if you want to. If not, you can also just download the app if you don't have it yet, the Telegram app. And then you can click on the link here in the description and we can be in touch. And please use the comment function or, you know, if not, just send me an email, tamara at herbalhelp.net or through my website, which is herbalhelp.net. You can also find about uh, find out about the consultations. If you need help with a health issue, I would love to help you. That's what I do as a clinical herbalist. We can have a session over Zoom and yeah find the perfect herbal health protocol for you that will yeah help you with the power of the plants okay so that's enough for today thank you for listening and talk to you soon ciao ciao